Hi, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine. We appreciate you being here on this Sunday morning. Well, January is an important month. It is National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month nationwide. And earlier this year, we talked to Maria Trujillo. She is with the Colorado Human Trafficking Council. And Maria, we just wanted to touch base again. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Well, it is great to have you. You know, I think a lot of people hear human trafficking, and they're not sure exactly what it is. Can you explain it? Absolutely. Human trafficking basically basically consists of the denial of a person's human rights to freedom and basic dignity. It's really the exploitation of another person through force, fraud, or coercion for some type of labor and some type of forced work. This could include in the commercial sex industry, but also in other sectors such as agriculture, hospitality, construction, even traveling sales crews. Oh, that I mean, that always just shocks me when I hear how many different areas that it could affect. And I think the other shocking thing that I've learned from talking to you is just how common human trafficking is here in Colorado and nationwide. Yeah, human trafficking is a problem all across the country and here, right here in Colorado. And a lot of people don't understand that it's happening here in our state. They think it's something that might happen in a foreign country or somewhere else, but not here in Colorado or only in urban centers. And it mm-hmm. really happens all over our state, both in urban areas as well as small rural communities. And what does it look like? What does human tra- human trafficking look like here in our state? Well, human trafficking can really impact all races, gender, and social or economic status. So there's not one typical trafficking victim. It's really based on people's vulnerabilities to exploitation. So people who are exploited by human trafficking usually have vulnerabilities that include maybe poverty, housing insecurity, unstable living environment, maybe there's addiction or substance use by themselves, by them or their family members, or they lack just support from family and friends. They don't have that social support network that most of us have to help us kind of get through things. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's someone who is uh, identified as LGBTQ or just have lack to basic services or someone just really wanting to look for a better job and a better life. And how does it start? I mean, I know we've we've all seen the stories where about the sex slavery, and I think we're all probably familiar with that, but other kinds of human trafficking. And I know, as you said, it starts with a need, but what does that look like? So really human trafficking happens in lots of different ways. Often the trafficker is someone the victim knows and has some kind of trusting relationship. So we know that a lot of the Hollywood movies like to portray human trafficking as someone being snatched off the street by a white van mm-hmm. and by a totally anonymous person. Right. And in reality, most often times, a trafficker is someone that the person knows and has built that trusting relationship. So it could be an intimate partner. It could be someone's boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, uh, wife, some kind of you know strong relationship. It could be an employer and so, or it could be a friend or a family member. And really it's like that the beginning part of that is developing that trusting initial relationship. And mm-hmm. what a lot of people call the grooming process, like telling people that, you know, creating that relationship with someone for like being a boyfriend or girlfriend or promising this really great job with really great benefits and being able to send money home and just providing such a perfect picture of something that people as as someone is looking for. And how how much does like the online world play into this these days? 
Oh, online is a perfect place for traffickers to lure their victims in, um, both for labor trafficking and sex trafficking. So it could be putting up job, what looks like a legitimate job announcement to mm-hmm. people thinking that they're, oh, they're getting this really great job. And it, maybe they're from um, a foreign country and it comes along with a visa and all these things. And it really sounds like they're going to get paid really a lot of money and be able to send back money home. Or it could be um, online through online dating apps or anything that has a messaging system. So any direct messaging system like Facebook does and Instagram and all of the other social media and just being able to talk to someone and create that relationship, even through gaming systems. Now there's all these ways to direct message people while you're playing a video game and you could start developing what you think is a really um, normal relationship with someone, but they might just be grooming you to turn the tables on you and get you into a trafficking situation. And that is just terrifying to think how easy it is for people to reach other people, especially those who are vulnerable and especially probably kids as well. Yes, absolutely. You know, kids are a very vulnerable population just because they, um, you know, we all do stupid things with right. children and young and we were, you know, testing boundaries and we don't have a fully developed, you know, brain um, and so we make sometimes we make really dumb decisions on and, you know, traffickers know that. And so they and also we're told and groomed, you know, as a society to like obey older people mm-hmm. and obey your elders and that they're, you know, people are there to protect you and things like that. And so with all of that, we become, we're re- you know, young people are often really naive and are just trusting. And so they're easy targets, unfortunately, for traffickers. Right. That is really scary. Well, I, I'm interested to hear because I know you're doing this Colorado human trafficking campaign this month because it is the awareness month. What are some of the misconceptions out there about human trafficking that we haven't talked about that you're going to be dealing with in this month's campaign? Well, thank you so much for that question. So, a lot of people have, you know, different preconceived ideas about what human trafficking in, is and is not. One of the most common um, myths out there is that human, all human trafficking is sex trafficking, that those two words are synonymous. When actually there's labor trafficking, it's highly documented by service organizations across Colorado. So a lot of our campaign materials really make people, help people understand the different types of labor trafficking that occurs in our state. Another big um, misperception is that human trafficking only happens to women and girls, and it's a woman's issue. And in reality, there are many male survivors of both labor and sex trafficking in Colorado, and, and also those who um, identify as transgender. So it really, ha- really affects all genders. Mm. Another thing that people um, think is that human trafficking is something that exclusively impacts foreign nationals or illegal immigrants or things like that. And in reality, U.S. citizens fall victim to exploitation just as often as a foreign national would because of these various vulnerabilities that we discussed earlier. And then finally, I would say another big misconception is about victims and why don't they just leave? Kind of what we thought back in the 80s with DV situation, like, why don't they just leave? Mm -hmm. A horrible situation. They could just walk out the door and, you know, go on their merry way and get out of these situations. And what people often fail to understand, like domestic violence, is that there's this incredible psychological coercion and manipulation that happens between the trafficker and the victim that creates a complex dynamic that 
makes it really difficult for someone to find a way to leave. Yeah, every time I hear about that, it reminds me of the relationship in a domestic violence situation, you know, where people look from the outside and think, well, why didn't he or she just leave that situation where it's much more complex than that? Exactly. And so it's it's really good to be able to equate it to domestic violence is very similar power and control dynamics are happening within human trafficking. Very similar. So here we have this campaign that's going on in the state of Colorado right now to kind of to, to correct the myths and bust through those. Um, how is the campaign going to work? How are you going to do that? Well, we have created six different video spots that are composite narratives based on real life experiences of human trafficking survivors right here in Colorado to really illustrate these different types of human trafficking and each of the narratives dispels one of these myths about human trafficking. And this is all created after three years of in-depth formative research with the community and in-person interviews and really making sure we understand we understood what Colorado residents needed to hear about when it comes mm-hmm. to human trafficking and what their knowledge and, and perceptions were. So then we could provide a campaign that answers those um, misbeliefs and things that people were believing about the issue. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure people have a lot of questions. You know, one of mine, uh, we talk a lot about the victims, but who are these traffickers out there that are going after people? That is a great question. Like um, victims could be of all races and genders, so can traffickers. Traffickers could be of all races, genders, socioeconomic status, and they're really what they're, you know, traffickers are looking for is that power and control over another person, sometimes for economic benefits, sometimes for other benefits, you know, just a personal benefit, you know, for like, a, you know, an intimate partner relationship or something like that. But it is about making money. I mean, human trafficking is a lucrative business. It's a worldwide, it's a $150 billion business. So traffickers are definitely getting into this issue. Um, to make money and to, you know, to make a profit and to benefit from the power and control over other people. That's really scary when you hear that kind of dollar amount being thrown around. What industries have you found have the highest cases of human trafficking? That is a great question. And what we see is actually there are more cases of general labor trafficking across the globe than there is sex trafficking. But sex trafficking has the bigger profit because you're able to sell someone's um, ability to have sex over and over again. So it's a very profitable business where in labor trafficking, what you see is that people are saving money. They're not paying their workforce. So they're making their profits by being able to sell a sock or a t-shirt or chocolate for a much bigger price because they're not make they're not, they're not, um, they're not paying for their labor force. So they're making much more money on the things that they sell. So you've got this big campaign. You've got all this information that's good. That is rolling out this month. Who is it that you're trying to reach and educate here in Colorado? We are really trying to um, step on our outreach during January um, to really get the word out to really the general public. We want our everyday Colorado citizens to understand that human trafficking is a problem. It's an issue in our state not just an issue in the Denver metro area, but it's an issue all across our state and small rural communities in restaurant and resort towns and um, also urban centers. So we really want to get the word out and let people know. And all of our education materials are available in English and Spanish. We want to also get the word out to our Spanish speaking community here in Colorado. And we also want to make sure that 
potential victims of human trafficking know how they could get help and that there's resources available for everyone um, to get assistance. So we our, our big call to action is to learn more, but also to report suspicious situations or for victims to call and access help by calling the Colorado Human Trafficking Hotline number. And that number is 866-455-5075. And, we I want mean, people to know that you could report anonymously, and that's available 24-7. Okay, that is a great information to get out there. And for folks that are wondering, you know, hey, I want to help, what should I be looking for? What would you tell them? Yeah, so the first thing I would tell people is that traffickers are really dangerous people, and so be careful. And But what to look for in terms of a situation is, really someone who is seems really controlling over another person. Um, I think last time we talked about nail salons and, mm-hmm. you know, that being a place where trafficking could happen. So I always have my little surveying. If I go get a mani-pedi, I'm looking around the, um, the store and seeing like how, you know, surveillance cameras are pointed. Like, you know, usually when surveillance cameras are pointed, they're pointing outside to catch people who are breaking in. But sometimes in like, some, some businesses are actually pointing to the employees and that that could be a sign. I also try to engage in conversation with folks and say, hey, you know, how do you like your job? Like, how's it going? Like, when's the last time, you know, are you from here? Where are you from? And if you're from a different country, like, oh, when's the last time you've, have, what's, when's the last time you've been there? Have you seen your family? Like, how long has it been since you've seen them? And things like that, just to engage in, like, kind of casual conversation mm-hmm. to get a sense of, how the person might respond and the answer that you get. And if someone feels is showing like a lot of, you know, kind of cowering and intimidation and not wanting to engage in conversation, that could be a sign that they are under distress. So those are just a few things that I try to do in certain situations. I know you opened my eyes a lot to that last time we talked. And every time I hear you say it, I'm like, wow, that is just really good information to have. Somebody goes and sees something that they feel like is suspicious. I know you said the hotline is open 24-7 and it's anonymous. What is the number again that they call? Yes, it's 866-455-5075. And those who are more into texting information and not wanting to phone in information, they also have a text line, and that number is 720-999-9724. All right, great. Maria Trujillo with the Colorado Human Trafficking Council. Thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. And once again, January is National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month. So definitely keep your eyes open and say something if you see something. Maria, thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. For more information, just go to the radio station's website. Thank you so much for spending your Sunday with us. I appreciate it. Go out, be kind to everyone, and I'll see you back here next Sunday.